Welcome to Psychology to Live By. Today is a Q&A with some of my favourite people on the planet. Our topic is having a holiday on your holiday. And in this first part of the series, we discuss the importance of having a purpose and plan for your break. Our hardworking participants have watched the podcast, which you can see or listen to at my website, drchris.life. But I'll do a quick summary now before we go into our Q&A. We yearn for our holidays and we can't wait for them to start. We look forward to having a break, having fun, but most of all to feeling rested, relaxed and rejuvenated. But all too often we end up feeling exhausted, stressed and disappointed. Holiday seasons like Christmas can actually be really challenging times. There may be family dynamics and relationships that lead to conflict or tension. Changing family traditions with marriages and divorces, etc. can create conflicting priorities. Sometimes we have too much to get togetherness with family, sometimes not enough. If there has been bereavement or loss during the year, this can be a particularly hard time. Gift buying and giving can be fraught with pressure to pick the right gifts and and can create significant financial burden. Parents with kids may still be working and are having to juggle childcare, functions, entertainment, and of course, work. And often people are already very stressed by the end of year with cumulative fatigue and frantic end of year deadlines. And then the holiday season adds to our stress if we're traveling, going to too many functions, hosting too many people, just being too busy. And of course, we want to indulge ourselves and let go so we may overeat on rich foods and consume too much alcohol, all of which even further stresses our poor, overloaded nervous systems. So I suggest in the podcast we need to precisely identify our purpose for the holidays and then devise a plan to meet that purpose. How do you want to feel during and after the holidays? For most of us, it would be relaxed and reinvigorated. But a warning, we often find it hard or perhaps ethically questionable to prioritise our own well-being. But you are perfectly allowed to do that. And for most people, their purpose might involve halving their expectations of their holiday. No, really, whatever you plan to do, that plan should revolve around reducing what you do on holidays. Pick a few favourite activities and really enjoy them while skipping the rest. As my good wife constantly reminds me, less is more. What you'll do next is categorise all of the things you're doing into either must-haves or nice-to-haves. You keep the must-haves and drastically reduce the nice-to-haves. And my advice is to use a calendar. Put in all the must-do dates and engagements Make sure there are plenty of spaces in the calendar by one, reducing how many events and two, how long they are. Your cost-benefit analyses may well mean you have to spend some time with that obnoxious uncle, that annoying child, listening to that boring conversation and so on. That's now okay because your planned timetable is balanced You've built in time and activities for you to relax, enjoy and rejuvenate. In summary, this is all about 
deliberately, consciously, purposefully taking charge of your enjoyment of your break. And you might just get to have a holiday when you're on your holiday. All right, so that's by way of summary. And uh, as always, um, I'm grateful that you've, uh, you've watched the podcast and I'm very curious as to um, what it's brought up for you, what, what thoughts you've had, and maybe uh, th- there can be some more suggestions um, uh, for things that I've missed. So wh- who wants to kick off? I can go first today. Thank you, Chris. This, so the first three minutes, I literally looked at the timestamp, the first three minutes and 45 seconds of the podcast, I was like, yep, 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 You know, the list of like the family dynamics, buying all of the like, the managing kids, the cumulative fatigue, all of the expectations that come around. It was just like, yeah, this is every Christmas holiday season, it feels like, right? And, you know, on the gift buying also, um, just the, with, for kids in particular, like they get so wrapped up in like, oh, this is the season that I get stuff as opposed to how should we actually be framing Christmas and what Christmas are, are, or, or the, the winter holidays are about. Mm. Um, it also can feel like everyone is asking more of us than we have available yeah. to give. Uh, and so it makes the holidays feel like an obligation. It's just obligation after obligation after obligation um, and stress loaded in with all that. Um, so, you know, I used to approach this by strongly encouraging people that are close to me to say, let's go to Mexico for Christmas where you can't fit that many toys into a suitcase Right. So it brings down the number of presents that you're getting and buying for the kids. And it transforms it around from like all of the things that we are obligated to do to actually being able to spend time together. But I also recognize Mm -hmm. that um, that fits to your must haves, nice to haves, all of my must and nice to haves. But I'm asking all of the people that are important to me to compromise maybe what their must haves and nice to haves are in service of my list and my list exclusively yeah so it's yeah. also not an ideal and perfect solution for all those people that i actually want to spend time with christmas so all of this is pointing me towards a, an important question mm-hmm. that i struggle with which is how do you determine between a must-have and a nice to have yeah yeah and obviously that's that's the hardest question in this thing and as you know the second podcast looks more at the how to I- implement but what you're pointing to here is you, you cannot make um, this plan in isolation from your loved ones, right? Um, but it's, it's useful, I think, to involve them in these discussions because they ought to be doing the same for themselves, right? And then you're both on the same page, at least in the overall project, right? But, yes, you need the wisdom of Solomon <laughs> to... Sometimes, because, you know, what, what's a must-have for someone else m- might be a nice-to-have for you and vice versa. So there's going to be compromises, right? But um, the, the overall task is, is to reduce. Um, I think one of the problems is that 
it, just as exactly as you described, Chris, um, people are racing by this time of year. Like, even though they're tired, they're also sort of hyped up. Um, and of course, you know the um, the industrial commercial complex wants us to have all, have us all hyped up, so we'll spend lots of money. Um, and so um, there is a sort of desire to, for, for for busyness, you know, almost an urgency. So part of this is to is to actually create space. There's no perfect solution, though. To come back to your question, obviously there's not. But even if you go halfway to, to reducing, right? Um, and like your solution of going to Mexico, it ticks some boxes. But, you know, if, there might be people who can't afford to do that, for example. Or, you, you know, so everyone's got to make their own solution and it actually takes some hard thought. But I think if it's done collaboratively, you can, you, you can make some room uh, f f for everyone's needs uh, but where everyone's actually agreeing, let's reduce. Is that a satisfactory answer, Chris? I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I like the focus on that. Um, uh, let's take take things away, or 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 yeah, I I, I do appreciate like the idea behind the holiday is that it forces that, um, yeah. and um, but yes. again, it. Um, it's that like one-sidedness of the idea, right? And so that's why to that idea of like where, you know, looking at everybody's must-haves and nice-to-haves and identifying where they overlap um, and where they're discrepant. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And when, and when there's a, I think when there's a, a question, like, you know, you're juggling, get rid of it. You know, like it's sort of like, I think that's the, that's the rule of thumb. It, it's like, because the other thing is, as you know, um, stuff happens, there's stuff you didn't anticipate. It's not like, you know, so it, leave space um, and other other things will, will tempt you to fill it, uh, some of which will be great and others will be, will be like, no, run it through the sieve again. Yeah, fantastic. What else, guys? Well, I, like Chris, um, this could not have been more timely for me. I literally was driving to the office this morning having the great debate of holiday obligations with my sister this morning. So I was so thankful to go through this podcast and <laughs> so unbelievable. But um, a big takeaway for me was like in talking about like prioritizing yourself and meeting your needs first before you start to consider those obligations. Yes. How do you, um, do you have any tools that you would suggest in dealing with those who might take offense to you prioritizing yourself? And so an example is um, a huh. real life example for me this, this year is, you know, saying, I'm not going to host Christmas this year. I just don't want to do it. I just want to, it's been a really busy year. I just want to have time to enjoy and relax during the holidays. But then, mm. oh, well, I wasn't invited. Um, and those taking offense to you prioritizing yourself. So what kinds of tools might you have in dealing with those situations? Well, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on more specific uh, strategies in the, in, in the second podcast, but um 
the first thing I think is to say that you, you can't control how other people react. <laughs> and, um, you know, um, but you will have a sense, I'd imagine, uh, Karen, that of who might be offended, right? Um, and so I would be proactive, you know, ring them up and say, look, this is what I'm doing. Um, and I don't want anyone to be offended. It's not about it's not about you guys. It's about me. I really need a rest, right? And uh, like, just get ahead of it. Uh, and like, so I think a lot of it is going to be about that that sort of communication. Um, and then um, a bit like with my answer to Chris, you can then, you know, there's room for compromise. It's certainly not going to be that you're going to be hosting something, but. You know, you say it can be useful to have something up your sleeve uh, if you're anticipating that relative or that person who's got, whose nose is going to be out of joint. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, um, but I think that's probably I'd be part of the planning is thinking ahead. Who's going to who is going to be annoyed? Who's going to be hurt uh, potentially? And you know, uh, may, maybe. Uh, as I say, getting getting ahead of the curve, right? Does, does that, do you, do you think that's yeah. reasonable for you? Is it practicable? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's taking into consideration those personalities who you can anticipate having a, a, a yeah. negative reaction and just framing it for them of, 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 of the why and however that, whatever that is, how yeah. that is, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I guess it depends how deep the hurt is going to be. I mean, there's, this ends up being a bit complicated, but... Um, you know, to a certain extent, I think what you're doing here is you're training people, right, to not have an expectation that you're always going to be doing the hosting, right? Well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that like, especially coming from a people pleaser, that that's been something that I've created. So putting the onus on myself of like, you know, they just yeah. assuming where I'm like, yep, nope, yep. not this time. <laughs> so <you>. that's what <laughs> I, I was wondering that because your your fears of people being upset might be disproportionate they might be overly elevated and you might be surprised that <laughs> no one cares that's fair <laughs> yep that's fair <laughs> right and and if and if they do then hopefully if it's a, you know if it's a reasonable enough relationship they'll say something to you and you can you can deal with it but that and the other side of this uh, that I think I mentioned in this podcast I can't remember which one it was but some people almost feel like it's unethical for them to prioritise themselves, and um, it's not. And um, you know, uh, I, I think that um, there's something wonderful about um, being with someone who's genuinely happy and relaxed and and chilled, right? And uh, so when we take care of ourselves, I think we're a lot more psychologically and emotionally available to people, right? Um, and I mean that's not the main reason you do it, but I think it's a it's a really nice little side effect. Um, but it's it's perfectly ethical to prioritise your own happiness, especially in the way we're talking about about involving those close to you to make sure you know their needs are being met as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Like these little um, uh, fantasies that we run in our mind about 
all of the uh, feelings and thoughts and, and potential upsets that our actions might cause, right? Uh, but you said you were in, on, the, on your drive talking to your sister, right? Um, and were you suggesting to her you're not hosting this year? Is that what you did? Actually, it was um, me suggesting to for her to tell the rest of the family that she's not hosting. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. Yeah, it was a, yeah. a whole thing. We could be here for hours talking about but we'll <laughs> Yeah, I see. And is she a people pleaser as well? A hundred percent. We're identical twins. So yeah, she's a people pleaser. Oh, you're pleaser. identical twins. <laughs> How fascinating. I see. So it was yeah. almost, yes, I, I, I get it now. And, um, and she was worried. She was worried. Would, yeah. She's worried about, uh, about the, the, the blowback, so to speak. Yeah. Well, you know, you really then find out, don't you, who, you know, like, um, you know, I think it, it helps. This is going to sound a little bit, as we say in Australia, hard ass, but, uh, um, this this could be a good way of actually stiffening up one the, you know the, the the depth of one's relationships with people G- give them a challenge right um just see how they rise to the challenge of of not having like in this case your sister always been the one who hosts right and if they get upset then there might have to be a conversation which will recalibrate them Right. I like so, that. Yeah, definitely yeah. that recalibration of relationship. I love it. Yeah, fantastic. Now, Colleen, I know you've got to go pretty soon, <laughs> so I, I thought we, I'd, I'd love to know what you're thinking. Oh, thinking a lot. Um, but I think what popped up a few minutes ago was just what you said about, you know, at the end of the day, I think you you bend over backwards, and and people don't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, I I used mm. to literally bend over backwards at Christmas to make sure that everything was there for my kids, for every, everybody. <laughs> and I'm yes. just really pulled back because at the, because it really, it doesn't matter. And you, yes. I, I want to break it back down. And um, I really want my children to know what's important. And like Chris said, you know, it's not about things. It's about traditions and that time and, and and, and, and the simple and, things and being present with each other mm-hmm. and, and, and colin since you've sort of pulled back a bit and, and stopped bending over backwards as it were um i presume you've done that for the last few years is that right um now i've been alive the last few years and i've noticed that the earth is still turning uh the sun still rises exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> so has has there been any blowback you know as in as karam was saying no, nothing. No. And no. if anything, it just makes you think about, you know, how you do things in general, which, you know, yeah. you don't want to get discouraged by that, but you just, everything in moderation, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And again, it, it, there's this sort of contagious urgency around Christmas, isn't there? That it, it all has to be bigger and better. I don't know, in, in my country, Seafood is a is a big part of the Christmas tradition, you know. Lobsters and prawns and you know and, and bugs and things like this, right? And um, and people go in, insane, you know, like they buy huge amounts and they queue up for hours, you know, to get the. And uh, there's so much stress around it and expense, right? And uh, by the time 
people get to the day and then they have a few drinks because they're so stressed, then they start arguing. <laughs> Is this just Australians? <laughs> the seafood part is but i think the rest of it holds true yes yeah because it's very hot when it's christmas for us right so we we tend to have you know a cold lunch you know um yeah so i think the world will continue on the earth won't be knocked off its axis uh, and more importantly you discover that you have far more degrees of freedom than you thought you had when yeah. you, you know, this nothing terrible happened. Um, so you, you could keep paring it back, Colleen, <laughs> and until until you hit resistance. <laughs> well, especially with everything going on in the world, I, I just feel like there's there there really has to be some reflection about how unsettling and how hard it is for people. Exactly, and. Um, you know, the more time and space that people then have together that is not distracted by urgency and get going from one place to the other and people being tired, maybe that, that'll open up a space where people can have some proper conversations about what's happening in the world, right? Um, uh, which I think is really important because, as you all know, we're located in a particular epoch where it's very hard to talk about things that are contentious, you know, sort of polarisation as people either talking past each other or yelling at each other, you know. And um, if we're more relaxed and we're, and we're resting, m maybe we can have more intelligent conversations as well, you know. One can hope. C can't they, Terry? I guess they can. Um, so... This is a funny one for me because I actually like hosting Christmas because I don't like the chaos of going to the in-laws <laughs> and having to live by what the in-laws want to do. I, it's like it, it drives yeah. me bananas. So I actually prefer yes. to host, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one. The wild card for me is the grandmas because the grandmas think that no rules or regulations or any emotional conduct applies to them so trying to you know cut down on the amount of plastic that enters my home with my kids yeah and 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 talk about what it really means versus gazillions of present grandmas just blow it right out of the water mm -hmm. and if you try to control them um they just blow you off they don't care they are selfish for selfish not selfish to be selfless yes so yeah. um they're always the wild card <laughs> Or shall I say the the like Joker in the whole yes. patch that I cannot con control. But Karen, funny enough, you can you can you can tell your sister we can host it here. So <laughs> <laughs> get it all done in one bang. We're, We're all coming, Terry. <laughs> gonna say let's open that up. Beautiful. It's at the McBride's house. You're going to Mexico, Norwood. Give me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so there's two main. Two main themes there, and they're both really interesting. Like the first one speaks to what I call an internal locus of control. In other words, you just find it far less stressful and, and more potentially relaxing if, if, if you're proactive, you set the parameters, you host, then it doesn't have to be bigger than Ben-Hur. It can just be what you want to do. So 
that fits in perfectly with what I'm suggesting. It's about you taking responsibility for the experience. All right, and um, so sometimes hosting is the is the less stressful thing. So again, this speaks to the everyone's got to come to their own cost benefit analysis, their own solution, right? And you, and you figured out that's yours. The second thing I don't I don't think I've got an answer for in the sense that you don't have like, answers for grandmas. Yeah, nah. Uh, this seems to be an immutable law of the universe, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, you, you have your own values and your own, you know, rules for your kids and and uh, grandparents, they just want to spoil them, right? Um, and if it's not with plastic toys, it'll be lots of sweets and, you know. Um, well, I, I, I think their desire to do that is... I know all of the grand the grandparents came from a time of um, yes scarcity post war great restraint yes yes poverty um, yeah. they never got to live this yeah I mean I can even remember with a like kid you got one or two gifts that was it exactly my my the amount of presents that our kids get is 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 in the double digits it's 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 I know it's, it's crazy I know. So, it, and 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 just to, just to touch on a couple of those things, um, there's a lot to teach um, kids here at Christmas time, and we're pushing, you know, uh, to to put it bluntly, we're pushing shit uphill, you know, against that commercial complex which is constantly. Uh, making suggestions to them, forcing things, you know, towards them about what they want and what they need. And, of course, when grandparents give them double digits numbers of things, each time the kid opens something, there's a little burst of enjoyment that's expressed on the face. But as you then know, it then gets cast aside to open the next one. I know, and it's just like that. And the, and the kids then end up pretty hyped up. Um especially if they're eating lots of sugar and <laughs> drinking red cordial, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so th there is a, a kind of serious element here in this. And, and I think, uh, Chris, you were referring that to, to that as well. If you, if you go away to Mexico or wherever, that you could – smaller bags, less presents. And, you know, it's the same issue here about – I think part of our plan, you know, if we're parents for our kids, is to inculcate, you know, some resilience and some values against this rampant cons consumerist thing. Because uh, the kids end up really ratty um, when it's just constant. Now, of course, we all want them to be excited about getting a bike or, you know, I think, you know, significant gift. Um, but I'm with you, Terry. I, I uh, utterly failed in my attempts with, with grandparents to curtail their behaviour. Um, maybe it just means I'm, you know, not as good a psychologist as I Are thought. Are you speaking about yourself by chance? Uh, no. No, I'm pretty good with it. You're speaking about Mary, anyway. Yeah, no, 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 no. You said I think yeah. I, no, no. I'm, 
I, I, well, I misunderstood you at first, um, but um, no, as a, as a grandfather and my wife as a grandmother, we're really careful with that. And, um, you, you know, um, and I think, I think grandparents can do it. I don't think they have to be in the way that we've been describing, but there is a strong, strong tendency for them just to want to give, give, give. Um, and yet... Maybe there is some selfishness in it because it gives them so much pleasure. Um, but this is one of the many complex dynamics that play out on holidays, especially Christmas holidays, right? And um, this is why I think we need to be very proactive and have space for our own well-being, you know, whether it's exercise or just doing things that we really like or just resting or reading so that when we do encounter the stressful moments, which will be inevitable, we're more balanced. Yeah. And we're less resentful of it. All right. I think that's enough for this uh, particular roundtable. Um, and we'll be talking soon about uh, perhaps more drilling down into now you've got your plan what's likely to interrupt it and, and, and what strategies might we have? And we've obviously already started that, that conversation. All right, guys, so I'll see you soon.